Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we continue with our one-page books of the Bible. This week, we zero in on 3 John. This book is about three leaders in an Asia Minor church, two good and one bad. John instructs the believers to imitate the upright Christian leaders so that they, quote-unquote, grow up spiritually mature. Please listen to Pastor Jim as he delivers today's portion of this week's message entitled, What Will You Be When You Grow Up? Come with me, if you will, in your Bible to 3 John. This is the fourth of our Bible postcards books. So that's what I call the, the one-page books of the Bible. We've already been to Obadiah and then uh, two visits to Philemon, last Lord's Day, 2 John, and 3 John now for today. And like the other one-page books, this book tends to uh, suffer from neglect, and we need to realize why God put it here in His Word. It's so very, very helpful for us. The background of 3 John is essential to understanding the book, and the background of this book is the same as 2 John, so you need only a uh, quick reminder. With 2 John, the biggest issues are the identity of the author and the identity of the original recipients. Uh, the author of 2 John is the same as the author of 3 John. In both cases, he calls himself the elder doesn't give us any more hints of his identity. So whoever the elder was, uh, that was his well-known nickname, and the recipients of his writings knew exactly who he was when he used that term. Now, I could take you through a bunch of details of how we know this, but let me just assure you, and you can check it out for yourself if you want to, that the evidence is very strong that the elder is John the Apostle, the brother of James they were both the sons of Zebedee. He's the author of the God. John is the author of the Gospel of John, 1 John, 2 John, this book, and the book of Revelation. We know that this book was circulated well by the uh, beginning of the second century, and it was only written toward the end of the first century. So that tells you that it was widely regarded as acceptable and authoritative for uh, the churches. It was quoted early in the second century by others that, that both attested to John as uh, the author and to the value of the book. So there's no reason at all to reject the long-standing tradition that this book was written by John the Apostle. All five of the books that he wrote were written between approximately A.D. 85 and 95 or 96 or 97 in there. John outlived all of the other original you know, 12 now, there's a, a very obvious outline to this book based upon three people that are mentioned in this book. I've decided to call this, What Will You Be When You Grow Up? 
spiritually speaking, that is. And you will perhaps be like one of these three men. And there's one of them we pray you're not at all like. The outline is very simple. Gaius, you could say Gaius or Gaius, depending on the mood that your vowels and diphthongs are in today. I will stick with uh, Gaius. Then there, he's the role model. Then there is Diotrephes, the problem. And then there's Demetrius, the faithful servant. Uh, verse 11 of this book says, Beloved, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. So it's a book about imitation. Who are you going to imitate so that you will be like them when you grow up spiritually? So back when I first, uh, first time I preached on this, I was just so clever I could hardly stand myself. One day it was back in the era when there was a certain uh, movie out, and so I called this book Three Men and a Little Letter. Um, Oh, no, nobody else saw that. Okay. It was, a, it was a, Three Men and a Little Baby was a dopey movie back in, the, in those days. Now it's, what, do you, what will you be when you grow up? Come with me and meet these three men, the first of whom is Gaius, the role model. Verse 1, the elder to the beloved Gaius, whom I love in truth. Now, what do we know about Gaius? Well, we know that his name was Gaius. Uh, we don't know for sure who he was. It could be a man named Gaius who was one of Paul's traveling companions mentioned in Acts 19 uh, verse 29. It could be another Gaius who was from the city of Derby. He's mentioned in Acts 20 verse 4. There was another man named Gaius who was a Christian in Corinth, one of only two people that Paul himself personally baptized. He's mentioned in Romans 16.23 and 1 Corinthians 1.14. But we have no certainty that this Gaius is any of those gay is, is, is that the plural of Gaius? Um, we don't know anything about him except what we can glean from this letter. And he was a good guy. We would like to be like Gaius. Paul calls him uh, beloved Gaius. That means there was a, a relationship of love between John and Gaius and a trust of each other and not only was he beloved by God, he was loved and trusted by the last of the apostles and the other Christians in the area. It was more than human friendship. It was that fellowship of the Spirit in the bond of peace that is beyond uh, human description. And he says he's the one whom I love in the truth. That should give you some echoes from back to last week in Second John. Truth and love are inseparable for a Christian. Now, John's next words, verse 2, are among my favorites in all of the Bible. And, and when I pray for you, I try to make this the pattern for my prayers. Verse 2, John writes, Beloved, I pray that in all respects you may prosper and be in good health just as your soul prospers. Now, we don't know for sure what prompted him to choose those words. Maybe Gaius had been ill. We don't know. Maybe had he been ill, perhaps he had suffered a financial crisis due to a prolonged illness, or maybe he became ill through the pressure of a financial crisis, business troubles, or whatever it might be. Maybe Gaius had just grown by leaps and bounds spiritually, though he was struggling in some other way, and John wanted him to enjoy commensurate physical and fiscal blessings to go along with the blessings on his soul. This is a great way to pray for any Christian you know. I pray that in all respects you may prosper and be in good health 
just as your soul prospers. If you're in Christ, how's your soul doing? Wow, it's doing really well. Romans 8, 16 and 17. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. We're adopted by Him. And if children, heirs also, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with Him in order that we may be glorified with Him. That's just like what Peter said in 1 Peter chapter 1, that we have this this inheritance, imperishable, undefiled. It will not fade away. It's reserved in heaven for you. And until you get there, you are kept by the power of God. Your soul is doing really, really well. Or there's Ephesians 1.3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. So I pray that your life on earth will be blessed and prosperous and healthy in some way that even resembles the health and prosperity of your soul in Christ. Now verse 3, John says to his beloved Gaius, For I was very glad when brethren came and bore witness to your truth. That is how you are walking in truth. The brethren had come, brothers in Christ. They were uh, probably traveling missionaries, evangelists who had been helped along by Gaius when, whenever they had passed through his city, wherever that was, probably somewhere in Asia Minor in the overall region surrounding uh, Ephesus. We'll hear more about those travelers as we go along. But he says, the brethren reported that Gaius was walking in truth. And there's two of our key words again, truth. To walk in the truth is to walk according to what God has said. And then walking is the description of how a person lives their life. That's their lifestyle. Gaius' lifestyle demonstrated that truth had a grip on his heart. And it's safe to assume that John may have been, probably was, the one who introduced Gaius to Christ, based, verse, based mainly on what he says in verse 4, I have no greater joy than this to hear of my children walking in the truth. Now, he could have been describing my children in the sense of his sense of spiritual guidance over all of them in that region, like he wrote in 1 John chapter 2. I write to you, you know, little children, fathers, and, and, um, and young men. But I think Gaius was probably one of many that John had personally had a role in, in leading him to Christ. And here's what Gaius was known for. And there's personal pronouns in this next, singular personal pronouns in this next verse that make us know that he's talking about Gaius personally. Verse 5, Beloved, you are acting faithfully in whatever you accomplish for the brethren, and especially when they are strangers. Remember what we said from Philemon and from Second John, that early church missionaries and evangelists, even the apostles themselves while they were around, were dependent on the hospitality of fellow believers. A while back, we saw Paul told Philemon, um, please repair, or prepare the guest room for me. Uh, in Second John, we saw instructions concerning taking care of uh, traveling believers. We know this was a big deal in the early church, much bigger than it is for us with all of the conveniences that, that we have these days. But if you go to a, a poorer part of the world and you travel among the Christians, you'll go to the house of a Christian. And, and it's incredibly humbling and exciting to see people 
living the same truth in a totally different way and without all the goodies that we have. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.